Well, BYU is an excellent basketball team, and, and uh, they're playing very, very well right now. And uh, obviously getting Yoli Childs uh, back after the nine-game suspension really changes their team in a, in a very positive way. They're a veteran group. Um, uh, they play, they're deep. They play eight guys, 19 minutes or more. They have four guys that average double digits or more, and, a, and um, uh, the fifth guy is really close to that. So they're an experienced group. They're a veteran group. Um, they have great chemistry. Um, the addition of Jake Toulson, um, who's a you know over a thousand point scorer and was the WAC Player of the Year, and Kansas offered, and Duke offered, and you name it offered. He's been a great addition, and even though he's a new guy, he's the guy that probably is most comfortable because of their system, right? With um, with Coach Pope being back, they're a very well coached team. Um, they defend well. Um, since Childs has been back, they, they shoot this three extremely well, but especially since he's been back, they've been <laughs> knocking him down at a very, very high clip. So um, we're going to have to be on point with a lot of our stuff um, because they put so much pressure on you. It's very, very rare that they don't have five guys on the floor that can, that can shoot the three, and they're all good passers. They're all good decision makers. And, um, and so uh, we have our hands full tomorrow. And they, I think they've won like 14 in a row, and in Vivint and they beat us seven times in a row so um, you know everyone talks about a rivalry and, and, and we want to make it a rivalry but we got to do our part to make it a rivalry so but I think it's a great game for the state of Utah I think it's a great game for both fan bases and um, we're excited about the opportunity on uh, Saturday night. This is the last year of the Beehive Classic what is it um, what have been your thoughts about the Beehive Classic and is it good for the basketball community in the state? Well, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I've only been here one year, so I've experienced it for one year. I thought last year was outstanding. You know, obviously we played Weber, and, and it looked like a heck of a crowd when BYU played Utah. Um, so, you know, that part I think is really good. I'm a huge proponent of, I'm a history major, so I always, where you were, where you are, where you're going. And, and I'm just a basketball fan, and as a coach at Utah State, I think it's, uh, from what I hear and from what I feel and what I've seen, is I think it's great for the state when the when the state schools and you know whether it's BYU and Utah State or BYU and Utah or Utah State and Utah or Utah State and Weber State I think that's something that the fans um, love to see and want to see and I know as a coach I think it's really important I think it's a I love to keep those things going obviously we have a I think it's a six-year contract with Weber State and I believe a six-year contract with BYU and, and those are the two schools that we have contracts with. So I love the fact that the Beehive brought these four schools together. And, you know, quite frankly, I thought it would have been cool to add two more schools to that, you know, and, and make it a 16 kind of round robin deal. But obviously, um, that's not where it's at. But um, hopefully, we can come together and, and have something. I think it's awesome to be able to play home and homes and play on each other's campuses. I think that's become a lost um, bit. In, division, in all of Division One, all right, where everyone wants to get together on neutral floor venues. And look what we did with St. Mary's. Obviously, we went to St. Mary's and we didn't get the result we wanted, but now next year they got to come back to our place. And I think that's, I think that's great for all parties involved. So uh, it's a little disappointing, you know, that that's where it's at, but at the same time, that's where it's at and we'll deal with it and move forward. Question? Um, I was talking to Abel yesterday and I asked him what he thought the key to their team you mentioned that he thinks that it's the defense, that sometimes the offense hasn't really 
come along when it's been the defense that has helped you guys win games and then kind of contributed to the record right now. Do you agree with that? What's your assessment of it? Yeah, I mean, you're, we're 10 and 1 and 11 games in, so roughly 33% of our season is done already, uh, which is hard to believe. But certainly, maybe with the exception of one game, we, we've been very good on the defensive end, and that's kind of been our calling card this year, and we're still uh, a work in progress on the offensive end. And, um, you know, that's the one thing. Defense always travels with you, no matter where you're at. So um, I, I'd like to think we can be a good offensive team, and we've, we've definitely showed that in spurts and in, 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 a, in a few games as well. Um, but we just got to – we're in a little bit of a funk shooting it right now, but, you know, that tends to come and go. And we, we had those stretches last year too. Um, and we shot ourselves back into a good shooting streak. So part of that, too, is just our style of play. We have a lot of freedom. We have some new guys involved. And certainly without, you know, Kata um, being there for basically 10 of the first 11 games and has only played 10 minutes all year. So that's part of it as well. So, um, but I know we got the guys in the, lo- the right guys in the locker room, and we'll keep moving forward that way. But our defense has been very good. Can you give us the Nimi time limit in this game or do you have any idea yet? I still got to talk to Carl, our athletic trainer, about that. Um, he's just literally a day-by-day um, guy. He's he's practiced this week, so that's been good. Um, but it's just going to depend on, you know, we just got out of practice. Depends on how the evaluation goes. <laughs> I mean, right after practice, tonight, and then tomorrow morning. So uh, hopefully he'll be a go. Um, and, and hopefully he just continues to get better, to get back to where he was. Coach, uh, you talked about Jake Tolson um, being comfortable. TJ Hawks looks just as comfortable as anybody, and it's such a fundamental point guard. Can you just talk about what you see out of him? Oh, Haas is really good. Oh, oh I mean, I, I could brag about every one of those guys. And yeah, how often, as a coach, you get to coach three guys that have scored a thousand points? You know, and Yoli Childs and TJ Haas and Jake Tolson. And and so Haas is. Um, I mean, obviously, he is a player. He started every game at BYU, which that's saying a lot. Uh, obviously, he can score it. He's a great passer. He's got a flair for the game. Uh, he just gets it rolling. He's just a basketball player, right? I'm not sure. I don't know how exactly to describe him, but I think a great way to describe him is just a, he's just a player, and he makes play after play after play for them. And He's got unlimited range. Um uh, uh, he just he makes the safe play, but yet he can make the spectacular play and everything in between. And he's got tremendous feel for the game. Um, uh, his numbers are outstanding, of course, and and so uh, he's a catalyst for them uh, without a question. And uh, Barce- I don't know, Barcello, the Arizona transfer, is really you know a lot of times it's always interesting. You know he got he got the waiver to play right away, and that's really helped them. Uh, he really stretches the floor. Another guy with tremendous feel for the game and. It's kind of like he's found new life, right? Like with the transfer and all those minutes, and he fits their style of play really, really well. Dalton Nixon um, is night and day from, you know, he's really, his numbers are off the charts compared to last year, but he's another just kind of a, he would be kind of like their Justin Bean in a lot of ways, right? Um, He just really good feel for the game, uh, excellent offensive rebounder, gels into their stuff, uh, and really knows how to play. Connor Harding, I feel like, has gotten much better from last year as well, and he's become a dead eye um, for them. So um, they're good. They put a lot of pressure on you, uh, to say the least. But Haas is like the guy, kind of the, you know, the guy gets some rolls and plays with great pace. Like that's what he does. He plays with uh, really, really good pace. How are you guys health-wise now? I know you've been dealing with much of that, but how are you doing? Yeah, I feel like we're kind of coming out of some things, you know, um, a little bit. I th- it's helped to have 
you know, Sunday off, we went pretty light on Monday, had the non-D1 game where we were able to get guys some minutes, but not crazy over-the-top minutes and got everybody some um, some run and, and, and off Wednesday. So I feel like we kind of got our legs back a little bit, some guys getting over some of their, their sicknesses and some of their ailments. So, um, but this is one of those games, man, you, you prepare the best that you can, you throw it all out there, and then... You know, everyone looks great until you get punched in the mouth, right? <laughs> and so, and that's where it's really um, um, going to be at. You mentioned how, how good the defense has been. When Namias kind of gets back to what he was last year, how good can this team be, not just on the offensive end, or the defensive end, but also with what he does on offense? Yeah, well, Nimi, you don't, you know, you don't just, you know, go, repl- it's hard to just go replace an, a, a, a guy that's very realistically going to be an NBA player. Um, and obviously an all-conference player last year, and I think he was their second-leading scorer and the defensive player of the year, and you know almost had the all-time record in block shots in one season, <laughs> the school record, right? So um, that's hard to just replace with one guy. So it's been by committee, um, and we've said all along when you know hopefully he knock on wood, hopefully he gets back to um, you know the guy that we knew last year, and and. Uh, if he does that, you know, I, th- I think the sky's the limit. But at the same time, I love the guys in our locker room that have gotten us to this point. You know, I think Alfonso Anderson has really shown great strides. I thought Kuba was getting better, but he just had an issue with staying on the floor, being health-wise, whether it was this summer or in, in quote-unquote training camp or now during the season. Uh, and then I think Trevin Darius is, Darius is making great progress for us. Um, he's still a redshirt freshman, you know, so, so that's a work in progress, but definitely showing great signs. And even the other night we had played Bean at the five against Fresno a lot. So kind of a little unorthodox and maybe isn't exactly what we expected when we signed the guys that we signed in, you know, in the early period and in the late period in April and in uh, May. But you don't, nobody has a crystal ball to predict, you know, how things are going to go. But uh, I love our team. I love our um, where we're trending, and certainly, hopefully, we can get Nimi back to being, you know, the guy that he was last year. When you play BYU, who can shoot it so well in <coughs> places, your defense is kind of always butts to the back end line and try to move out, and sometimes teams can get threes against you. Do you have to change that a little bit because they shoot so well from three? Yeah, I mean, you got to understand how they're getting them, and they're they're uh, they're excellent in transition, and they get a lot of clean looks and free looks that way. And so we're going to have to be on point with that. And part of transition defense is taking good shots. Um, so so you got to know your personnel in a major way. But the personnel for these guys is they can all shoot. So so you do have to make some adjustments that way in terms of your positioning and understanding their scheme, and that'll be a big part of it. And that's what makes them so good is when you, when you add a guy like Yoli Childs who gives them a much more of a low post presence. Plus he can shoot uh, three. And plus he can <laughs> shoot it. So that puts a lot, a lot of pressure on you when it comes to – and he's a great passer. So not only when you, when you throw it inside, you, when you play him one-on-one, he can big boy you and just go right to the rim and score. Uh, or if you're overhelping, anticipating – you know, that he might need some help. Now he just skips it opposite or makes the right decision off of that. And that's, and that's why he's a legitimate NBA prospect because he can do all that stuff, right? And, and he can face you up and just, if you don't put pressure on him, he just rises up and scores over you. And he can face you up at the top of the key or whatever and just drive around you to either hand. So, he, you know, with him being back in the fray, it's elevated everybody else because they're all getting even easier looks. 
right? The game becomes sim- simpler, and that's what, quite frankly, that was a Nimi does that for us because he's an excellent passer out of the post, and we've had to work harder to get clean looks on the offensive end with him not being in the lineup, just like they had to do that when Childs was out. But Nixon is such a versatile player, and he does the same thing. And so even though he's a little bit smaller, um, he's done a great job with that. And he's really, when we played these guys last year, I think he was one for 16 from the three going into the game, and now he's shooting it at a at a very high clip at 45.5%, 15 for 33. So, And then their big kid who's a sophomore, Kobe Lee, um, is shooting almost 59% from the field. So they've done a great job developing him as well. So, you know, I know this isn't coaches speak. They've done a fantastic job. They're a very good team. They played a heck of a schedule up to this point. And so um, they're good. But we're, we're going to come out and compete our tails off and let's uh, let the chips fall where they may. Along that same line, uh, Yoli last year, somebody just taking me off guard to see Yoli pull out the three hit a right wing three on you guys later in the first half. Do you think you guys have kind of adjusted to having a big man be that athletic <coughs> and that, I guess, versatile with he can be a good jump shooter and he can do a lot of great things in the post? Yeah, and as much as you go into a game uh, prepared for that and you show film on that because he was shooting it while going into that game, it's still, um, you got to get your bearings, right? And you sit, and he was a fr- he's a freshman and that was early on and, and I did a poor job with our guys that night and, um, and I'm not sure we were ready for the big time at that time either. And that you go play in the Marriott Center, and, and they got it rolling. And that was their first night of the the lefty. Uh, I forget Emory. his name. Emory came back, and the place was going bonkers. And I think he had his first three threes or whatever it was. But we've grown as a program a lot since that point. You know, our our guys are a lot more battle tested now, and and we've been through the ringer and and, and won the Mountain West. You know, regular season and postseason title. So we've been down that road now, and there's baby steps. But certainly with Childs, like he puts a lot of pressure on you because you think you got him guarded, and you forget. You know, I don't know what he's listed at six eight, six nine, whatever. But his arms are like a seven footer, so he just rises up, and he's hard to contest late, right? And so you, you just like anything, when you're new and you haven't played a team, there's a familiarity that comes into place, and they're going to be more comfortable with us. Than they were last year, and we're going to be more comfortable with them, and that's how it how it goes. How much are you kind of finding yourself trying to avoid putting too much attention on Childs and kind of figuring out how to just defend as a team, defend everyone? Yeah, we have to defend everybody because they have five guys out there at all times that that can score it, and and they're very they play their their what six of their I think five of their top six are seniors and six of their top eight are, are upperclassmen. So you look at our roster, and we, even though we have a lot of veterans, we still are playing a lot of babies, so to speak, Some, a lot of young guys. So we have to be on point in every way, shape, and form. We can't sit there and just overload on childs and let everybody else go roughshod on us. And, and You know what I mean? we got to be on point. And that's what good teams do. They have five guys out there that can score and are multidimensional and but they just they they do a good job of playing very connected on both sides of the ball and that's what puts a lot of pressure on you